Notoriously, the toothbrush is invented sometime around the middle the Middle Ages mm-hmm. by a prisoner with it's like made out of straw and a stick because they wouldn't give him a rag to clean his teeth. So that was the right. way of the time for a while was just, just rub him down up. with a ra- wipe like, him off. We, like we still do with our butt. <laughs> now, obviously, uh, it left something to be desired and, and the toothbrush was a, was a resounding success. But kind of seems like if you do even a little bit, it goes a long way. It, I, you know, usually it's complete neglect and drug use that you see sure, just sure. ratchet ass mouths. But I'm just I'm thinking about like, you know, space between my molars where the state gets sta- to stay and builds a house and lives forever unless I deal with it. And just sort of wondering. For the most part, at some point it melts away if you really can't get in there with your fingies. I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's interesting. Know, maybe to me. they used cat gut, horse hair. Okay, we've entered Austin's sort of YouTube zone <laughs> about old. You tiny... know what's fun is that they used horn in, as <laughs> as ancient plastic. That you can he- you know that you can heat shape horns. <laughs> you know I'm I'm about to come in hot with a second dentistry fact of the week that oh, I think that was just funny. So, growing up, you know how just like a lot of old people had dentures. Yeah. I always assumed that was because dental care in the 40s was dog shit. And mm-hmm. to a degree it was because what I found out later was that it was not because all your teeth fell out from bad bad dentistry. It was an elected procedure because at some point they just were like, the, it was like teeth widening before we had widening strips. They were like, fuck mm. it, yank them out and give me a, give me a, fre- give me a fresh right. one. Give me totally a vanity right. bear. It, because <laughs> you had to have some working teeth in there, right? Like mm-hmm. not... All of no, them but for the got, most part, got. yeah, exactly. Well, a lot of them probably had pretty reasonable mouths and just were like, fuck it, yank them all out. We're doing dentures. <laughs> I've, we all know I have a reasonable mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hope I, I hope I can count on your vote. Uh, <laughs> no, but like the, the fact that it was like a fashion trend and not a necessity was a very recent uh, factoid that I picked up in my life. It, it's like one of those barbaric textbook facts about like the ancient Romans used to peel off their feet and put on fake ones because <laughs> it was because it, it was the style at the time. <laughs> guys fuck honestly fuck this entirely um good morning it's saturday morning tuesdays the adult podcast about children's cartoons i'm austin i'm rory i'm andy and i don't honestly i'm i'm i just don't know what to do today i don't know what we're doing this is we -hmm. watched we watched a show i'm gonna get right out of it we don't need a theme or anything i we watched a show (laughs) called vampires v-a-n-p-i-r-e-s and with a little hyphen. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and, incredible. And it might be the worst thing ever committed to film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I just I think we need to like just clear the air and just sort of like 
get real, you know, where we mm-hmm. pull up a chair and flip it around and just sort of get really close and be sure. like, this is... And talk to the youth of the 90s about what they're consuming on a daily basis and how it might be giving them sort of unrealistic expectations of what life will be like when they get their license. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just, I'm... I, I... I have nothing, right? There's nothing in the tank, so to speak, as if I were maybe a car, a part teen, <laughs> part car, all here. This is not our first now, part teen, part car on the podcast. No, no, it's not. But but this one was a brilliant masterpiece, and the other one I, I didn't feel as strong about. Did you seriously have a bad time watching this, Austin? Because I, I was here from it from start to finish. I had such a good time. I I had... A memorable experience <laughs> is what I will say. Um, I will say right now that these episodes are on YouTube and I can't even conceptualize who would care enough to take them down. Mm-hmm. So please, for the love of God, go peep these. Look go at these for a second. At least episode one of Vampires. And we did one and two. Yes. Um, and it's, it's like we could either clip drop all of these episodes from start to finish, which is a temptation. Um, or you could watch them because it's just unbelievable what they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, I guess to, to preface what will, you know, our conversation at, at length, um, I, I, not only did I enjoy the camp, but it felt intentional in a way. A lot of crappy shows, I think don't, I don't know that they're always in on the joke the way I, I strongly feel, felt like they understood they were making a ludicrous show uh, and and kind of were there for the ride, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't I'll know. Agree. I'll, I'll agree maybe, to some degree. Maybe, that's my impression. So I feel like, I feel like they know their premise is stupid and ridiculous. I'll agree with you on that. I think they, they recognize and they're leaning in There's an evil vampire ice cream truck. (laughs) (laughs) And it plays a serious role in the events of the episodes. (laughs) Yeah, and its name is Automaniac, and I really wish they'd come up with an ice cream-themed name, but that's all right. kind of odd. Like, what about Bone Chiller? Got it. Already. (laughs) You did it. Boom. Uh, This, this, where where I think I, I, I lose the agreement there, Rory, is that a lot of this dialogue is I d- it's I d- dripping with both camp and constant car references. Yes. It's, I it's, think they I, think they've done a good job on some of it. And that like is they, demonstrably they ironically not the made a comedy. I could kind of believe that, but yeah, it's it, like I said, it's, it's so oversaturated. Like it may not see the thing is, is that like none of them, I honestly, I did not think any of them were as gratuitous as some we've come across in the past that are really kind of ham boned in there. Uh, these felt, I don't want to say natural, but like, but like that they, um, they didn't, they didn't, they resisted the groaners. They were just kind of, they were just kind of cheating in words a lot. Okay. Yes. Somewhat disagree, somewhat agree in the sense that I am almost positive that a large portion of this show was improvised on set. It feels like that, right? It feels yes. like it's like, hey, kids, just like get a few takes of this or whatever. Say some stuff. Say some yeah, scared react, stuff. React to whatever the silly British guy is I mean, saying. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, I, I was kind of really interested in this, in just this, not the the setting, the like the actual set where it's like, it's like a Nickelodeon show crossed with like yeah. the Red Green show. It's like an actual. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it is, it feels. 
it feels like we're watching the recording that someone's dad did of a high school theater production <laughs> uh, because they are not miking each individual actor on this live no, set. No, not We will at talk all. about the whole premise of this in a second. I realize we yes. haven't really done that yet, but we are getting room audio. Like yeah. we're getting we're getting the echoey on stage <laughs> like area mic audio. Uh, it is done for a song. There, there is very little effort or or money being pumped into this. I think, I mean, that's relative, right? TV money is is very large. I think their full budget for all thirteen episodes, uh, apparently, uh, according to Wikipedia, was something like five and a half million, um, for like oh. the whole kit and caboodle, uh, including the company that I'm sure most of the budget went to, who did the CG animation, which takes up a lot of screen time. Yeah. Um, there's so much that we could talk about right now. It's not going to have context unless we do a little bit of description. Let's start about this. This is uh, brought to us by the same people who uh, brought us Dragonflies and Sky Dancers. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's this. Uh, there's these two guys named Anthony and John Gentile or Gentile. I'm not really sure how they say their last name. There's a third guy whose last name is like Avery. I don't remember. They have a production company, and it is it is. Part they of, sound like televangelists, honestly. I yeah. Well, uh, it's it's the odd. Gentile I brothers. can't I, I can't find anything about these guys really. Uh, though a quick Google reveals that both of their names are also on like various weird patents over the last like ten or fifteen years. So maybe they got mm-hmm. out of cartoons into and being toys and yeah, yeah, got into being patent trolls. They also have a recent patent on like a kind of antiviral mask that they filed last year. Um. Yeah, so I don't really know what's going on with them. They have a really old website where they claim to have been involved in marketing Star Wars. (laughs) But I can't find any references to that being true. (laughs) Maybe the Ewok show from I mean, I wonder if that I wonder if that's just like they're the cameraman or camera crew or whatever for you know for a commercial and are just right totally dogging themselves at. I think that's very much exactly (laughs) what's happening. They are overselling their accomplishments (laughs) in a very large way. While also acknowledging on their website that they oh, did man, make vampires. I would do that. Dude, if I catered one day of Star Wars, I would say I helped make Star Wars. <laughs> For sure. And you did, Rory. <laughs> you really did. Uh, so what I wasn't expecting when we started watching this was that it was going to literally be a Super Sentai show. Um, uh-huh. It is from 1997. They are completely acknowledging their Power Rangers influence. Uh, and... It's it's really ridiculous. It is uh, also partially scored by fucking <laughs> John Entwistle, the bassist from the band The Who. Uh, I am not surprised at all. Uh, we'll get into this in serious uh, yeah. because uh, I don't know exactly what they were doing. One of the things that I, I applaud them for, even if I'm not quite sure what the point was, uh, mm-hmm. it's... It, it's, I mean, it's it's second by a long shot, but second to their to their car references is classic rock references. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. So yeah, they they have the bassist from the Who, John Entwistle, and uh, apparently this is a really fun fact: the album "Music from Vampires" is his last solo album released before his death in two thousand and two. Boy. <laughs> I'm gonna give that boy, give that bad boy a listen. <laughs> so, and that is, by the way, about behind blue eyes. Yeah, that is that is the extent of the celebrity talent on this show. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. There is. Uh, so, okay. So we had, we've had vampires in our rear view mirror for a long time, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, to make Forward more car references. Yeah, yeah, the forward right. view mirror for when you're looking backwards in your car, but you still need to see out front. You're dry, right. you're in reverse. You're in reverse, and you're <laughs> yeah, using you the rear view mirror to look. We're ahead. gonna get to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but we, you know, it it is part CG animated, like a reboot or a Beast Wars, and with you know dubious quality, also like mm-hmm. reboot and Beast Wars. Um, yeah, I said it. Uh, yeah, and then the other half is live action. And we just we weren't ready. We weren't ready to do live action yet, but we've yeah. fully ripped that bandaid off. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> it always felt like we when we flexed into live action, it would have to be with something with a little more pretense of a like an appropriate shift uh, yeah. in growth for our show. And having done that now, we can talk about all of the live action <laughs> off Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, and I'm so delighted to do so. Yeah. Looking at you, Beetleborgs. One day, one day. <laughs> Uh, a share of an era. I think most kids probably switched away from from vampires to watch Beetleborgs. Because uh, I I know I have never heard about this show aside from the moment Austin brought it to our attention. I feel like I spotted a few ads, but I yeah I don't think I mm. saw an episode of it ever. This show makes Beetleborgs look like Lars von Trier, basically. <laughs> I mean, this is this is just I'm just so profoundly crappy. In every possible way, uh, yeah. that you know, it has to be. We had we had to watch it. We had to watch it. It's delightful. Uh, now, before we, we there's a, there's a thing we have to do before we go into the actual thing because we we we've said we're gonna do it and we're gonna do it every week. I feel like we might need like some kind of it, now that it's been around a little bit, we might need a, like a, a, a an intro. We might need a sure an, an official a, segment acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. Disappointed. Here we are, everybody. We're back. Every week we announce a new Sorbo, a new Kevin Sorbo uh, of the week, <laughs> a new person who joins uh, Kevin Sorbo up up on the the Rushmore of uh, of not only people who aren't allowed to listen to our podcast, but who are celebrities or public figures uh, suffering from extreme moon madness. Uh, hey, can we can I in our intro can it include the the Kevin Sorbo yelling disappointed yeah. because I feel like that's got to be it, right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, unless we can soundbite a particularly juicy right wing rant of his. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to sully our, every episode of our podcast with one of those takes. <laughs> let's yeah, let's not give him the. I mean that that makes him be on our podcast, right? And that's the one thing. <laughs> yeah, that is true. We Damn said it! We never Damn do. it! It's a catch twenty two. Very clever, Sorbo. <laughs> <laughs> you packed the system. <laughs> Who's the Sorbo of the week, Rory? Uh, this week is coming a few weeks late. Uh, right, we did. You're never too late to Sorbo. Yeah, we're yes. a bit behind on our recording schedule and <laughs> keeping up with current events. Uh, <laughs> This week is, uh, you know, a state fair regular Kid Rock. <laughs> you might know him from the casino nearby. <laughs> Chicken fried rap rock star Kid Rock. Um, a few weeks ago now, he released what is a deliciously disappointing rock song called We the People. It's like a Biden diss track. 
is like a Biden diss track. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Can we read can we read a lyric or two? I mean, we'll play a clip of this oh, song. Oh, sure. Let me pull up. Let me pull them up. Wear your mask, take your pills. Now a whole generation's mentally ill. Man, fuck oh, where's the line about Big Don? That's the one I like. Joe <laughs> Biden does the media embraces. He says, let's go, Brandon, at least like 15 <laughs> times or something. It, uh, yeah, <laughs> you sorboed your way right out of our <laughs> podcast, buddy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and the song's bad, too. God, I wish more people called him Big Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some nasty teens and their horrible cards, shall we? Let's dive right in. Mysterious meteor crashes into a lonely junkyard. Derelict vans and cars take on human-like life. The vampires suck the gas from innocent cars to feed their need for speed and drain the planet of all its fuel. Only four teenagers, transformed by the meteor, stand between the vampires and a world sucked dry and running on empty. Part team, part car, all hero. The motivators must fight the night to save the day. So check your fear and get in gear. The vampires are here. Okay, here we go. This had to begin at some point. We're actually going to get into episode one of Vampires. Those who have the fuel shall rule. So here's the synopsis. It's mission ignition time as the thrilling adventures of the motivators begin. Find out oh, how you it know all what's funny? started. I I thought that they left that joke on the table and it was kind of surprising to me given, like I said, how dripping this is with, with constant car stuff. Nobody pronounces like motivators with enough enunciation to make that clear. It always no. sounds like motivators. They're just saying motivators. The only person that it makes <laughs> sense for is the British guy whose accent is the reason they're called the motivator. Because he has to spell it out. Yeah. The, the only reason there's a pun is because there's a British guy in the cast. Anyway, find out how it all started when a strange meteor crashes into the Sunrise Salvage, causing the derelict cars to morph into human-like form with a need to feed on gas. Okay, yeah, so... The vampires drink gasoline. And it makes <laughs> so, them too. So, and it makes them everybody too. I can only <laughs> assume that you have now, the listener, have heard the intro play describing this this phenomenon as well um mm-hmm. i just want to play it again uh <laughs> right now and i just want to just want to play again just to sort of get this into your heart right to time it with the beats of your heart to feel this story of this this mysterious meteor hitting a lonely junkyard yeah. Uh, I might suggest you could also just tap that back 15 seconds a couple times. <laughs> no, no. Blast it's, it. it's, no, it's, no, it's got to be. No, it's, it's played gotta again. Be, it's got to be played again. All right. When a mysterious meteor crashes into a lonely junkyard, derelict vans and cars take on human-like life. 
The vampires suck the gas from innocent cars to feed their need for speed and drain the planet of all its fuel. Where derelict cars and vans and vans, they got to specify, <laughs> uh, be, you know, they gain human like life and then they suck the gas from innocent cars. <laughs> and then we have our teens. We have our teens who are transformed by the meteor and they become part teen, part car, all hero. Yeah. You know, this this is. It's obviously attempting to not only capture Super Sentai vibes, but also Transformers vibes. Yeah. Well, and also it's like I said, it's it's not so it's it's um it's so hyper aware that it's I don't want to say an after school special, but like it literally the very first scene is these kids making you know making fuck eyes at each other, waiting for the the stroke God. of PM. God, we know nothing. This is this show does so little to set up its context because we know nothing about these kids outside of that intro. And we don't know if we're seeing them before they're interested in cars. We don't even know that they're interested in cars. We just know that they'll eventually become cars. So and this yeah. slow-mo <laughs> sequence of them waiting for three o'clock bell to ring, where there's one of the kids is pressing an imaginary gas pedal and all of them are looking at each other like they're in a secret sex cult. It's yeah. fucking <laughs> bonkers. It's bizarre. <laughs> Now, like, I, I want to, uh, there, there's a really funny moment. It comes later, uh, and I don't want to jump around too much because we really do have to be a little bit more structured with this one or we'll mm-hmm. be here, we'll be here all day. But, uh, you know, after mentioning the fuck eyes, they're, they're, <laughs> because it is, it's hypersexual, there's a moment that I really enjoy because these kids all hang out with this dirty old homeless guy who lives in a junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> He does seem to live there, doesn't he? He doesn't just what's, own it. He sleeps there. What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> you mean Van Heel Sing? Like H-E apostrophe L-L? Sing? Van Heel Sing. But the moment I liked so much is when uh, the very cute girl, like, you know, jumps on him and hugs him. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not that kind of dirty old best friend. <laughs> I, I, the fact that they that it became very explicit that he's a platonic uh, junkie, yeah. junkyard, junkyard friend. Junkyard junkie. Uh, <laughs> on a, but this is, again, why I'm almost positive that most of this like live action sequence content was improvised. I think they had a rough script, but the direction was so incompetent and had no idea what the vision was that so much of this. So it was clearly getting on set and having a set. Right. And yeah. just like pointing the camera and being like, OK, you guys all kind of do some stuff and he's going to do he's going to do this sort of silly monologue. And you're going to kind of sometimes you might talk over each other and you can't tell what's being said. That's OK. <laughs> That's OK. That's it's our part best of the vibe. take. It's part of the vibe. That's now our now within this sort of improvisational tone there, something out of it came that I I hesitate to say I appreciate, but it annoys me in so many other content when they don't do this. Uh, so uh, these people are always laughing at each other's jokes. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just really frustrating when shows refuse to acknowledge they're a comedy, but people are saying within the diegesis of the script, an like a joke. They're not, it's not funny because we, the audience, understand the character. It, you know, it's like yeah. they're saying a joke, but everybody acts like that's a line. I hate that shit. Right, that's very sitcommy, right? Yeah. And, well, it's very Big Bang Theory. Let's be let's be honest. That's 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 kind of like one of my chief complaints about it is that 
they all say the most ridiculous shit, like you're saying, and then everyone else just treats it like it's normal. Um, I I think that what they do is they speak in fucking car riddles, and <laughs> and I have an example to, to to tell you. This is my favorite line in either of the episodes we watched. There's a character. So here's the names of our characters, right? We got these four kids. I'm gonna do this from memory. We have Axel, Nuke, Rev, and Snap, and Snap is 15 years old, and he is very preoccupied with the fact that his social life is shit. He wants a car. He wants to oh, drive. Are you going to say the 365 yes. line? Yeah, this yes. is good. This is prime cut. So instead of Axel saying, dude, you're only 15. You're not going to be 16 for another year. Axel says this. You got 365 miles to go before you hit that 16th lap. I don't know if I can keep the emergency brake on for a whole year. And I just, 365 miles to go before you hit that 16th lap does not on the first listen tell me you're not 16 yet, you're only 15. No, I fucking loved it. That's what I was saying when I, when I, you know, it's, it's so literally saturated in this, in this sort of car vernacular (laughs) that at some point I kind of started enjoying it a lot more where it's like, Like, this is just far beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Is this so far beyond just squeezing in easy groaners? It is, yeah, because the effort is is apparent. That's also the name of my first album, <laughs> Squeezing in <laughs> Easy Groaners. I, I gotta be honest, Rory. <laughs> Rory, I gotta be honest. I I'm actually kind of floored that you had such a good time watching this because uh, I, will, I will say I, the second episode was kind of a mess. Well, uh huh. Well, through watching this, I actually was like worried for you that you were going to have to watch. <laughs> what I, was I was worried for your health and well-being that you were going to have to watch this. <laughs> uh, I think that could be that could be fair. But, you know, this is not the first time you've been wrong about the shows that I've, the, the, you know, like a yeah. lot of times we're on the same page. But often, often you and I disagree about where the line from, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when something crosses back into into art, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, uh, lies. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it, 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 right. I mean, it's one of those that so much of this was not intentional. I, I see. Mean, I just that's where I, I maybe that's where we're we're not meeting eye to eye because uh-huh. I I see so much intent in how over the top and how um. How aware they are that they're making basically a Nickelodeon show that's like, you know, in a you know, kids in a room. I don't know. I I thought that there was more going on behind the scenes. Maybe it's the amount of bad theater that I've had to watch in my life <laughs> that that this just gives me too many like douche chills. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of with the live action segments in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, uh-huh, totally. where there's like this sort of and not not because those are like the Mario Brothers has such a much higher level of of like competent production but because the way the set is done it feels very proscenium like there might be audience stands behind the camera in a sure, way sure yeah totally um you know like a like almost like exactly like what you we were talking about right like those sort of like you know 
Nick Jr. kind of Gullah Gullah Island sets where it's like, oh, yeah, and this is the area of the set where we do this and we're climbing all over it. and We're having a good time. And like, you know, people are perching on top of hot rods and the the British guy like climbs out, out, climbs out of the fucking hood of a car because he's got a secret lair underneath built into the hood of a car where he's it's like it's like a fucking hoarder lair down there. And he's got like a TV and a I don't even know what's going on, but it it, it feels very much like a Nick Jr. kind of like and here's where Oscar the Grouch lives. Yeah. Also, the babe got in a couple good zingers. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, gotta... I don't appreciate how much <laughs> you're ascribing to. <laughs> so I thought. Here's a moment I thought was really funny. Uh, one of the guys, and unfortunately, their names are so uh, opaque that I they have. <laughs> they, they, that's a part of the show that didn't stick with me. Is all of the names? Okay. Okay. I can um, help. I can help. Uh, I think it's the the chunkier guy is saying nuke. Nuke or Nuki, Nuki, yeah, as they, they call, call him. him Nuki. <laughs> he's 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 moping in the clubhouse, being like, "I'm bored," and uh, and the babe fires back. Babe, you're not smart enough to be bored. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rev Rev is a fun character. She is. Uh, she also a like gets a, a child. Yes, mind you. Yes, yes. Okay. She's a child. We can't keep calling her babe, right? <laughs> She's an actual human child. This isn't just a cartoon anymore. <laughs> That's true. She's evoking so much of a time period that I was a child at the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That uh, that yeah, I may have been transported back <laughs> to, an, to an to a place where that doesn't hold up in court. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rev Rev gets her own like combat sequence in the second episode, which is kind of fun. She seems like she, she what I. I what I do enjoy is that we've seen so often this mom trope in the one girl in the group. Yeah. And I don't actually get that vibe from her. She seems like one of the Not crew in a, in a really fun way. Cause they're all like, like psycho meth heads for cars. <laughs> they're, they're like, when you, when you see them, they, they don't apparently have families or, or, you know, any sort of like social network. I don't mean that digital, like a, like a, you know, like humans um, who care about what they're like, up to. Yeah, exactly. Like they they go after school. They run off like like psychopaths. As it's, soon as the bell Luke hits, like, Skywalker, cars, cars. right? Where they're like, I just want to get, <laughs> the, the, you know, I, I can't I can't be on the moisture farm for all my life. Like <laughs> yeah. they seem to have literally no life outside of building no, a car honestly, to get out of this town. To me, it's not Luke Skywalker. It's like it's Lord of the Flies. It's like they are <laughs> they are children who have gone feral for cars, and and suddenly they're in this junkyard, and they're like the chimps in the beginning of two thousand and one, banging bones, <laughs> and they're just like just horny for cars, and so, and like creating some sort of, of new religion. Yeah. It, it it's it's really underscored by the fact that uh, and this is all right before any plot has shown up. Apropos of absolutely nothing, it's like we have a new segment on a variety show called Make the Make, and apparently they just do this fun thing where they've got like this magical periscope with a like a directional microphone on it maybe, and they find different cars through this periscope, and all you can do is hear it, and the kids have to guess the make and model of the car based on its engine sound. so much science fiction happening for this bit (laughs) that I... (laughs) That again, I... I kind of loved it because... You've ascribed intent to chaos. Because we (laughs) see them, we see them, at a real school in the real world and then they go to their castle in the middle of a junkyard 
that has a periscope that can smell sound with a British, and- which a British junkyard man <laughs> who who, who kind of looks like a, a hippie yeah, version of like, Gary Oldman's Dracula. Yeah, he like felt he was he was a roadie for the Stones, and he fell off the bus and just established a junkyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does a whole monologue. And again, during this time, the kids are just sort of saying lines just sort of on top of each other with no, like, you know, script. Yeah. Like, clearly, it's it was this, like, go react to it. Like, we have to play some of this and how this sounds because it's just it's so much of this is high school theater um, with the with the big echoey audio and, and like, yeah, that song, that song reminds me of how I got my name. Did I ever tell you kids how I got my name? the stones when mick came down with laryngitis they threatened to pull the gig and cancel the tour then the band looked at you and said he'll sing yeah. van he'll sing he's getting fired up <laughs> yeah oh no i, oh, I slayed him that night yeah go oh, ahead man go ahead then with your bad self you tell it like it is man. well i nailed that set didn't i just like van helsing nailed dracula right in the heart because that's where the music came from. That's where all rock and roll comes from. Right from here to here. So, so yeah, his name is his name is Van Heelsing because the Stones said Heelsing, and and that's that's yeah, how we've, we've spent we've spent a whole minute justifying his extremely bad pun name. <laughs> um, and they and can't say so, hell because it's a kid show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we should get to the plot. The the, the after a whole bunch oh, of weird please. establishing nonsense, uh, a meteor crashes into the junkyard, and the meteor, and and this will become important later. The meteor is not particular about what inanimate objects it turns into living spooky vampires, uh, but it is predominantly cars because it's Vans, basically sorry, yes, it's a it's van vampires uh, and. <laughs> It's, it's not predominantly vans. <laughs> not no, predominantly they, vans. It's not. <laughs> but it's predominantly vehicles because that's what's in this junkyard. It's not the only thing in the junkyard, though. And I, it, it is interesting. There's a to toilet sort of and that. a tricycle. <laughs> There's toilet. There's a toilet. That comes There's to life. Some sort of toaster. His name French. was just toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the way that we are introduced to this toilet and some sort of like French toast machine. Yeah. It, um, well, it's, a, it's like a toaster sideways with toast coming out and both the pieces of toast are its mouth and it speaks in a french <laughs> accent good. um yeah mm-hmm. and it, they start by singing um uh like a christmas song like do you hear what i hear they yeah. sing the first couple lines of like that And then that's then it's not a song anymore. But then we get like our our other inspiration from Gary Oldman's Dracula, uh, tra- Dracula. Yeah, not Trocula. You might think Trocula would make a lot of sense, but they've gone with Dracula. Uh, even though he is a truck and a truck with Dracula. A T. Yeah, Dracula. Yeah, Dracula. Yeah. And he utters the name of this episode. Those who have the fuel shall. And this is around the time when we learn that uh, the kids have also all been transformed by this meteor. And they are all now they have a extremely bad 3D 
cars with a thirst for fuel. And <laughs> well, okay, so I, I want to set up these rules because pay attention to the rules they establish in this episode because they will immediately become meaningless uh, in episode two. Uh, they all dive into different cars mm-hmm. to, to take shelter from the meteor. And then through that, they are some sort of warped. They don't, the cars they go they're into blades. don't. They're daywalkers, or are they? Because it seems like they had to hide from the sun. Yeah, it's <laughs> but unclear. then they still go to school every day later and and have no. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. a little. It's a little. It's an elective transformation into a form that hates the sun. Unless they, yes, it, yeah, they have to turn in at night unless they want to go to a concert in which they don't have to. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and they. No, have I think to, it's fully elective. I think they get right. to choose when they vampire out. <laughs> but also, we see them. They can later. We see that their finger can turn into a car key. <laughs> and they get into the specific car that they went into to transform. They don't become, they don't fuse with that car. They become a car person. And then there's also that car as well. Uh, yes, that car they, doesn't go anywhere. No. And then they need that car to transform later, but then they don't later. So it's... Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, very unclear, but we do know. So here's here's actually, from a structure point of view, this is actually my only beef. Um. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I was able to just sort of accept everything because it, this show is ridiculous Sorry, on its can face. I, can I become a subscriber to your only beef? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I post a lot of videos of, well, only beef, Kebabs really. Kebabs. Um, yeah. This is my structure beef. I would have been way more... Oh, I'd like to subscribe to structure beef. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we should have seen the cars. We should have interacted way more with the cars they were going to turn into, like establishing, oh, this is mine. This is mine. This is the one I like, like in a way, like maybe they're all working on separate cars in a way that's acknowledged by the script so that when they turn into the cars, they're like, oh, shit, I've become my GTO or whatever. Right. And then I think we also should have seen some of these cars in the junkyard that become the villains before those become the villains. I think just establishing the cars in their previous state would have been really cool. Like there's an ambulance that turns into a terrifying woman named Ambula. And <laughs> well, just sort be... of acknowledging that there's a de- derelict ambulance in the junkyard could have been interesting. And then they're like, oh, no, the cool ambulance turned into a scary lady. Like, Well, let's be real. Opportunities the, the, they the ambulance, The ambulance got tits uh, and a Frankenstein <laughs> wig. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sexy nurse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a, with a bride of big bride of Frankenstein hair, and yeah, and big old big old honkers, and then it's an ambulance. Yeah. Uh, these are this. So this is we've mentioned a couple of them, right? So we have we have Dracula, we have Ambula, the the <laughs> yeah, it's, the it's sexy ambulance. nurse. Yeah. We have Automania, the ice cream truck, who's like a scary clown, and then we're, we 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 can't forget <laughs> what toilet. Dracula says. <laughs> Trekula specifically calls him Cardaver, my faithful fuel ghoul. Oh, Cardaver, my faithful fuel ghoul. <laughs> my fuel ghoul. <laughs> He's got a blood boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that the ice cream truck guy, uh, just his 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 clown shit is just that he just honestly is a constant stream of nonsensical audio that you cannot understand. He's, <laughs> he's always talking. It's just spewing noise. Time to get in your face, <laughs> You like balloon and multipoodle, a funky monkey! 
and you're like, <laughs> oh, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> Basically, anytime he's on screen. Yeah. Um, there's about 20 seconds of body horror while the kids freak out about their new forms and are like, wait a minute, I don't have feet. I have wheels. Uh, should I be worried about this? Until they all correctly realize that since they're, they're all under cars 16. Are, that their cars are the best thing in the world. And we're cars yeah, now. exactly. They're like, oh, shit, we can drive now, even though we're only 15. And also, we've become the thing we're obsessed with. Now, pray uh, tell, Andy, do they uh, transform into cars and drive? Is that how they hmm. drive? Is that how they go fast? Funny, funny you should mention that. They don't even follow car rules. They fly. <laughs> They uh, sort they're, of they're, ice skate. They kind of, they kind they of ice skate on the ground, but they certainly can fly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're just car people. They're transformers that don't transform. But they're, they, yeah, they're they don't the... seem to have a car form. They have no. to be the sort of robot vampire monster. No, they're like the in between jet from Robotech. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Gerwalk mode? Yes. Thank uh, you. Sorry, I'm only. I think that's the Macross term. I don't remember what the fuck they called it in the dub. Uh, they fight some. Fucking vampires. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they get... Well, uh, they, no. well, they run out of gas. Yes, they run out of gas first. Crucial. Very, very crucial. This moment has some morality in it that I uh, thought was hysterical. Um, it's uh, it's Axel. Axel runs out of gas, and he... Uh, and they realize what the problem is, and he's like, pump me up. <laughs> and snaps, like, some ultra-fat premium coming right up, bro. Just some bros uh, pumping bros. Oh, this was the fat era. This was the but brief, like, six this, months when fat was cool. This is also the moment where uh, they destroy all the stakes in the show at some point. So, like, mm -hmm. I, I find it kind of funny in episode one that Dracula just doesn't know about gas stations and all of the conflict <laughs> can be completely avoided. But it feels like apparently you, it's a choice to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. You can God. fill it, fuel up and then decide how much you think it's worth. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Yeah, the 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 main the good guys when they gas up the friends, uh they say, "But we aren't stealing anybody's gas. We pay our way." And from some pocket, maybe the giant robot man drops some cash on uh on the on the pump and then they walk now, away. Now, it's also important to reestablish that the gasoline fills them up with farts. God. <laughs> they I, was this worth it, creators of vampires? Were, were the laughs at the end of this episode worth it? The fucking yeah. gas pun? Uh, I, if they don't go back to it every week and every single possible time to just like fill it with fart jokes, I gotta—I don't say I gotta laugh out of it, but like the fact that everybody's just invisible, like everybody's invisible discomfort just farting on each other is... <laughs> It's a little sillier than just a fart joke, I guess. It's a little more arch. They have... <sighs> It's just such a weird moment at the end where they, when they all finally turn back to humans and they're just burping and farting <laughs> everywhere. They're all just so uncomfortable. Oh, I guess yeah, I kind of li like the body. I, li I know I like the body horror of the like, you know, the physical toll that their that their awesome transformation takes on them. I, yeah, yeah, it's like I, it's like they go back to human mode, but they still got exhaust. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Actually, I think the most unrealistic part of this whole episode is the oh, fact that they suddenly have all gotten the memo on what everybody's names are. Oh my uh, god! They I know they know all know, the villain names. They suddenly know all the villain names. Like, hey, it's Dracula. Like, you never. There was never a moment <laughs> where everybody learned everyone's name. They're like Off already. Screen. They read the pamphlet. Right. Yeah. They they do all of that. 
And then there's this kind of rush at the end to get all of the, the branding names out and do all, get all the things done mm-hmm. because they meet up again. Cause, cause Van, we see all the toys. Van Heelsing, who, uh, <laughs> uh, and I just want to say this cause it's a visual joke. It's not like in the theme, but it's in the theme that he is played by himself. That Van yeah. Heelsing is apparently a real person in the fiction <laughs> and outs in the meta fiction of this show. Uh, for some reason, but he, he's oh, there you, like, you, I know he's the reason gu- he's the and guy think, on the I inside. Think I have to guess one of you guys could, can get there with me. Well, is it, is it because he's mostly, his face is mostly obscured most of the time and it's an actor that doesn't want people to know he did vampires. There we go. Yes. <laughs> this is an actor who did not want his name on vampires. <laughs> Like they got Gary Oldman, but he doesn't want anyone to know that he <laughs> took this job. Yeah, exactly. This might actually be Gary Oldman. It might be. There is a 10% chance it's actually Gary Oldman. <laughs> and I mean that <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's, you know, he's their guy like on the inside giving them like coaching and like, hey, amigos, hey, check it out, amigos. You got a trouble coming around the corner. Oh, no. <laughs> and and then he tells them they're all cool and that they find out they have their fingers turned into keys and they do some sort of like musketeer all for mm-hmm. one with their hand finger keys. Uh, um, oh, we got the then, V? And then they, they do a V thing for some reason. <laughs> well, for okay, a, so let, for let me... For several seconds. Let me draw... Let me connect two disparate dots with a with a very shaky line. We see early on, so the name of this junkyard is called Sunrise Salvage, and there's an extremely quick, almost throwaway line where he's like, Yeah, do me a favor, shut the sign out before you leave. I'll lose that V. The sun will set on Sunrise Salvage forever. And you go out and you see the the, the Sunrise Salvage sign, and the only neon light that's working is the flickering V of Salvage. The rest of them have all burnt out. And... For some reason, he's trying to draw like a metaphorical connection to them and that like barely hanging on V that's like still keeping their their, their junkyard together. And then he goes, be the V. And yes, exactly like Rory said, there's like in a really prolonged sequence where they chant it like 20 times. Be the V. Be the V. Come on. Be the V. Be the V. They all decide that that's their rallying cry and they hold up two fingers like they're doing some sort of like weird, rude gesture. And they're like, be the V, be the V, which honestly sounded to me like P to V, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm all, which I'm all about, you know, I'm I'm very into that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We we have, we've, we've also overlooked the fact that, uh, well, we've mentioned it earlier. This is also when they get the name, the motivators. Right. Yes. Because, again, they're trying to rush through all of the things to to say at the end of this episode. Yeah. Because when you're a British, when you're a Cockney British guy, you say motivators. And that sounds like motivators and motivators. So like, haha, it's funny. And then he repeats a line that the villain said that 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 Dracula said, which is if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Which I've seen on a lot of, I don't know what, coffee mugs or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. 
It's yeah, you're right. They try to establish a lot of things. They're like, one of these things is going to be our name. One of these is going to be our symbol. One's going to be a tagline. Let's just say a bunch in the last minute. And, and they're hopefully... like, oh, they're the vampires because we know all their names and and everything they identify as, even though they were just created. And I guess we're also vampires, but we're not. But we're good guys. We're good guys. We are cursed, right? We're cursed, are we? Oh, I guess we can turn back. Right. So, yeah, the sunlight starts to come out when they're still transformed. Yeah. And they feel like they need to like they're going to lock up and they need to go back to the cars, almost like like crypts, like like coffins, like their own home coffins. They have to go back inside to transform back into humans. Well, the Wikipedia article told me they do call those carfins. They okay, Yeah. They call them carfins. You know, why not? This was the moment. This was the moment that broke me. <laughs> the car fence. Uh, what if we left this for a second to get an ad as a palate cleanser? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Austin. Yes, sir. Let's talk about something, huh? I know. Yeah, I figured this was coming. Yeah. No, we're, we got we got to talk about something. This is this is this is a uh, uh, an exciting new development. We. We've got a, an arrangement with this company, uh, SMT, and and this company to sort of you know promote, make some money, etc. But mostly we re- we just want to spread the word about Jimmy of the week. Can you let us know what's going on with that? Yeah, totally. So you've you've seen somebody on the side of the road who is locked out of their car, right? Yeah. Um, you've seen it happen. You think, mm, should I call the cops? And they're like, definitely not. I don't care. Uh. And or you've seen somebody try to get into a door. And here's the thing. It turns out, as we've all probably discovered if we've watched it, that the act of, you know, unlocking something without a key uh, is deeply seductive to watch. (laughs) And just yes, we all have this fetish in the ways that the human body must contort itself and sort of like (laughs) tighten the muscles uh very again seductively in order to really like sort of wiggle that that rod into the car mm, door mm-hmm. to, to unlatch it um sometimes they shove it down the window you know yeah That's yeah fucking- and and like you know we're all thinking like damn look at those buns go you know yeah uh, so this is a company that is trying to honor for the first time honor the sexiest people jimmying locks open. Uh, and so, so stay tuned to this, to this uh, channel, I guess. And every week they're going to give you the Jimmy of the week. Is this a website? Is this a calendar? What, what, what format are these? It's, it's a new media experience uh, with web three. Uh, and you know, so it's really exploring a lot of options right now, but they have a ton of backers uh, right now, and they're kind of hoping to then turn around and provide content for all these backers. And is this just an? Is this? Now I, I need to ask: Is this an NFT scheme covering up for the fact that someone's breaking into my car? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not. You know, we can't go into all the details. Obviously, <laughs> we don't have enough time. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to direct you to their Discord server. <laughs> uh, 
and and you know we're we're gonna try to not say anything mean about you know or disparaging discouraging about Jimmy of the week um you know I mean obviously you can collect the the, the Jimmys of the week as sort of like little tokens that are fungible, <laughs> non-fungible doesn't really matter it's not really it's not really important um but yeah you know it, it's really it's really about how just hot and sexy these these car openers are <laughs> well thank you Austin thank mm-hmm. you yeah Kids, <laughs> our little childrens. We're doing episode two of Vampires. The uh, the peak, honestly, the, zen- the zenith of the 1990s. I can't believe <laughs> I had to watch a second gr- episode after this achieve- first one. <laughs> I gotta say, this one was a bit of a letdown. I'll uh, I'll concede that uh, all of the zaniness uh, and all of all the zaniness, all of the saturation is is all there still, but we've gotten a lot looser with structure and and fallen prey to cartoon nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. For a significant portion of this episode is just running around quipping. <laughs> but I thought the first episode really kind of was able to get through the structure while yeah. steeped in you know as you say in this sort of like riddle language that they've invented. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so episode two is called Unleaded Zeppelin. Mm. Uh, what starts out as a once-in-a-lifetime visit with their favorite rock band turns into a ride of terror for the Motor Vaders when Dracula commandeers the band's tour bus with the teens trapped inside. Nuke must show his skills on the drum or none of them will survive. <laughs> I think I think we need to play a little bit of audio right now before we move on with the discussion. There's a bit of a content warning before this one. So, <laughs> the following show is rated V, very cool. It contains scenes of sheer excitement, intense thrills, radical music. Viewer enjoyment advised. Again, uh, uh, allowing me to sort of feel that they're in on the joke because this was just their own, inf- you know, this I is just, their own thing. I just don't think they're in on the joke. I think they're hyped Look, I'm for not, this. I, I, think they, I think it can be both. I think that there's a, there's a world where they think they made a much better show than they did. They thought still, this was fat. And it is, still know what they're doing. <laughs> like, still understand they're doing comedy instead of, instead of drama. I mean, you know, I think they thought the animation was going to come in and be really hype. I think so, Sorry, too. fat. Sorry. Uh, really fat. P-H-A-T, fat. Yeah. Shway. Um, <laughs> they Turns out it was schwarbage. 
<laughs> it was Schwarbage. I think I think they knew they were getting this on the cheap. I think they knew that probably at least 50%, if not more like 60 was going to go of their budget was going to go towards this CG animation and that they had to make do with the other 40. I I do think that the the, the way that why they scripted, got high school children like real children to do Right. I think that the way it was theater. scripted with the CG parts being so much of the runtime maybe was a little overzealous, right? Like they thought maybe it would be good enough to sustain itself for that long. And maybe in 97, the, the, this actually did kind of slap a little bit, right? I mean, like we had very low expectations if we loved, re- if I loved Reboot when I was a kid, I would have sort of looked at this and gone, all right, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I just I think there was a lot of a lot of the attitude of will will make this better in post, you know, because so much <laughs> of this is uh, is in post. Here's mm-hmm. another cue I use to think that they're a little in on the joke because they're you know, we mentioned the rock references and they are I don't I think they're a little I don't want to say subtle and like the, they're subtly humorous. What I mean is that they're. I don't think there's a reasonable expectation that you can throw out offhand a reference to the Stones, Deadheads, Unleaded Zeppelin. Like, Unleaded Zeppelin, we've seen show titles before that uh, are kind of, the you know, the grown-up writers having a little bit of fun, having a little bit of a... Mm-hmm. I don't, but uh, the other jokes, not jokes, the other lines that made it into the show, to me, signal an awareness that they're not making a, a true children's show, but they're kind of doing stoner humor. Sure. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, they make several references to Ken Kesey, uh, <laughs> who did a lot of drugs. Um, there's a there's an explicit drug references yeah. reference where uh, yeah, where somebody Rev, says dope and Rev. yeah, Rev Rev says. Uh, hey, God, Sam, you are so dope. Don't don't what? Oh no 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 no! I, I don't do drugs. Very convincing, Van Heel. If you're thing. a cop, you have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, to me, that signifies that the writers didn't want to do what they were doing. I mean, they they, they were be. sort of like, oh, let's let's do the things that we like. But do you not see this as possibly a kind of precursor to the to a Cartoon Network sort of uh, we're doing a kids show both ironically and unironically or, you know, uh, kind of a Ren and Stimpy or something? I just mm-hmm. don't see the people who made this had any kind of plan whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I just do not ascribe any sort of intentionality to basically anything that happened here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about what did happen. Great. Uh, I to 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 what Rory was talking about. There is a there's an explicit reference to the guy that we know is behind a lot of the the music where uh, where there there's the kid Nuke is going around drumming on random shit. And uh, then hits his head and there's a joke about getting a concussion from playing percussion, blah, blah, blah. But Van walks in and says, He's a regular Keith Moon. Exactly. It's a reasonably funny The Who joke referencing The Who drummer Keith Moon. But like, again, that'll that'll fly over most kids uh, heads, but it flies over the kids heads in universe two. So I think that's an okay yeah, line. It's a, it's an odd, it's an odd one or it's it, not odd, but it's a little more, I, I guess the thing to me is that like, you know, when Pixar does this, it's sort of a nod to the parents who indefinitely had to watch this with their watch Shrek with their kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know Pixar, I'm mixing my metaphors, but y- yeah. Uh, but um, 
There's no reasonable expectation parents are watching vampires with their kids. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. God, I feel for you. <laughs> I feel for you, parents. Um, this this one, yeah. There's a there's there's a fact I want to sort of tell you right now, which may or may not be obvious when you watch. Right? I mean, I knew before watching it, so I I, I can't say. But Star, the band that they're all going nuts for, that looks like you know we have Kiss kind of at kiss home. Kiss ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. He's got concert tickets and everything. Kiss for kids. Uh, actually, love it. Star is a was a real band. So oh, this is this huh. is like an an extant band. Uh, they never put out a studio album. I guess on Amazon, I maybe saw that you can buy like a live recording of them from CBGB. Uh, so I guess they they had a thing for a second, and maybe somebody on the production staff knew they them, were friends. Right? Yeah, I assume yeah. they were friends with somebody. who was like, yeah, let's get a star, and everyone was yeah. like, who exactly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. That's they're a real band, but that's what that's what they get excited about. The, the the thing that sets off this episode is that Van somehow, in addition to having just regular tickets for this band that all the kids love, he has like exclusive backstage pass tickets to do this concert. We never know why. It's just no. sort of ex- there. He, he now, has them. No, the thing I do, I do appreciate and I'm going to use that very sparingly and I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't give them that much credit for it, but I. This kind of character, this Van character in other places, I feel like normally is like a wash is is washed up and is has this sort of air of like is kind of a swindler or is kind of like there's a catch to these things like, mm-hmm. oh, I got these tickets, but I did it because I lied or or I don't actually know them. And I'm trying, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. and I was expecting that other shoe to drop the whole time that mm. we were going to find out that he, you know, doesn't know them or that he has like, you know, a bad reputation or or I I don't know. There's this whole right. other thing that I, I feel like that is part of this type of character is like, I could have been with the, I could have been a big shot. And now I'm like scraping by on, you know, <laughs> junkyard cash. Yeah. Junkyard, <laughs> you know, vapor of stardom. Yeah. 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 Every chance he gets, he's pretty wholesome, which again is so much fun for this sort of like derelict yeah. junkyard he's wizard. He's surprisingly <laughs> uncomplicated. <laughs> Who again? What keeps... kind of character am I going to be playing? A surprisingly uncomplicated derelict junkyard wizard. <laughs> who, keeps ve- who keeps very appropriate boundaries with his teenage cohorts. Yeah. yeah. Despite yes. being the last kind of person you want like, <laughs> being super close by, he's, he's like. All red flags, basically. I mean, he's wearing a red flag. He's literally wearing the American flag as a jacket. Mm -hmm. While being British, which is also, you know, interesting. What are his politics? I wonder if we find out. Um, (laughs) No, this is this is not a particularly good episode. Uh, I'll say I'll say this right now. Um, Again, sort of sort of fast tracking the plot a little bit. They they get there to this concert. They enjoy it. They go backstage, and the band is not there. Their second episode is a destination episode, and then <laughs> and then half of it is just cartoon nonsense in their mm-hmm. robot form. Well, and there's something very important. Again, these rules that we established, I kind of established that they kind of didn't even hold to them in the first episode. But they find out they have these concert tickets. Not only did they get these concert tickets, the concert's in 20 minutes, and it's today. <laughs> and they have to get across town. And the only way that they can get across town is by transforming into their vampire 
motivator hybrid yep. self and flying, driving over there. Mm-hmm. And and again, they they the they they go to their cars and they use their key finger in the car and then the they transform their carfin. Thank you. God damn it. Um <laughs> And then they get there in you time, right? When, it, when somebody else does it, it just takes all the wind out of your sails. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned a lot today. Um, so we just see them go and then they walk out and they're just their normal selves. You know, they, yeah. they, yep. and it, it's nighttime. Like it's, it's, it's evening. It, it, it seems like it's when they're supposed to be living with this curse or have this sort of restriction. <laughs> And it's, yeah, where they it's, had to fly back and get into their carfins again to transform right. back into people. Again, exactly. completely elective, and they just walk out and everything's fine. And then, yeah, and then and then uh, Van shows them the tour van, tour bus. And they trespass. Am I crazy? Backstage passes don't let you sneak onto the band's tour no, bus and hang so out while they're not, not. there. It, it would appear that while... They while Van had the tickets on the backstage patches, and and that's a reasonable conclusion to draw from the sort of facts presented. I think I don't say with subtext, but with with some of the lines, I, I got the impression he actually I, early on that he actually knew those guys. I didn't think he was swindling anybody. That he was like a friend of the band and hooking up mm-hmm. his, his, you know, his crew, his flock of underage best friends. <laughs> Uh, with, with a good with a good old fashioned uh, tour bus tour. Yeah, they if I I didn't think that they could be as enthusiastic about anything as they were about cars in that first episode, which is to say, but so excited they like they're screaming. Buses. Yeah, they love this tour bus and the band star and, and the, the band, band star. star. Yeah, uh, we've sort of we've sort of added a hat on a hat here. Where like these kids in the first episode, all their only wish was to fix up a car and drive the hell out of this this uh, supposed sort of wasteland town with <laughs> <laughs> and kind of have their junior Mad Max adventures. Um, Mad then, Max babies! <laughs> but then in the second episode, now they're even more obsessed with rock bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I think the weird thing is? You know what it is? They are all equally hyped about everything at the same yes. time. <laughs> yes. Like, which makes it this sort of strange tribe mentality, right? Because you don't have someone who's like, oh, I guess Star's okay, you know, or mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm the I'm the one member of this group who's super who yeah, there's loves no Star. Joe from Digimon, right? There's no nobody who's yeah. a little crabby or right. Or and and no, blankety. instead everybody's just like Star, 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 Star. <laughs> Like everybody's <laughs> chanting. It's kind about... of like real always sunny Philadelphia vibe <laughs> yeah. to it in that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're equally they're equally psychotic about all things. Yeah. And so that's I think that's the like weird, you know, children of the corn part about it. <laughs> that feels feels very culty. I really like this moment. So they're on the tour bus and they're like, I wonder where the band is. And Van comes in and he <laughs> explains this is this is an incredible moment. He explains, oh, I guess the band saw an ice cream truck. So they're <laughs> off getting ice cream. And the kids no, get the really trucks, excited. They, they, they have to do some investigating before the ice cream truck comes into play. They think they went. They think uh, the band went to go get ice cream at some sort of fancy ice cream parlor they're not privy to. Yeah. Where are they getting the ice cream from? Yeah, there's no place around here. And they're sort of furious that there's some sort of underground <laughs> ice cream shop. <laughs> Secret that celebrity ice cream shop. <laughs> But then, then they go on another emotional journey where they all realize that, oh, shit, they like ice cream. We like ice cream. We have so much in common with the band Star. 
<laughs> We're going to have so much to talk about when they get back. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final thudding realization that, oh, no, wait a minute. Ice cream truck? It's I bet an it's evil the ice evil cream one. Truck. <laughs> and, uh, and at that moment when they realize that, uh, their tour bus comes alive with them inside. And yeah. perhaps the, the most dis- like the most incredible single line of dialogue is, is shouted out. <laughs> it's you mean good. this bus is a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I always think of the second one where the the band star returns with their ice cream cone. This stuff tastes like motor oil. Forget the ice cream, so it's still a bus. Uh, Which is funny that they're like uh, not swept up in this whole conflict. Like they got <laughs> the, that the evil vampire uh, ice cream truck just sold them ice cream and let them yes, go on their yeah, way. Exactly. It was only and, a distraction. <laughs> and uh, you know, like. Van the whole time when he says, "Oh, the band's uh, getting ice cream." Like it see, it feels like such a lie. Yeah, and, and Van not. Van has zero ulterior motives. In fact, I think he has zero motives. I don't think he has any <laughs> motives anyway, no. other than to just like be a good dude to his teen friends. He's a red uh, herring because he looks sus, but is actually super straightforward and wholesome. I mean, he's yeah. he's he looks like a he looks like a deadbeat porn star. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Uh look, Van Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so this is what this is what goes down. Uh the kids are all stuck inside this bus and the bus starts flying because the bus is is there to kidnap all of them and take them to the villain's lair which is inside this evil factory. Um, so they're flying, and well, they have to do a battle of the bands for their freedom. <laughs> they do. They do have but to they do don't that. Have to they choose to do that? <laughs> uh, along this flight, it uh, is funny. Way Austin, it's so funny. They acknowledge that nobody really has to do the battle of the bands, but they're both electing that it would be a neither... fun way to spend thirty minutes <laughs> right. before. <laughs> neither plans to follow the rules either. No. Fuck. Yeah. The the, the 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 division of of labor in this nonsense fight scene though on the way there is kind of fun because because Rev goes out and falls out of the the bus and transforms it's... into her form in midair. Well, it's, an, it's a funny moment because she she actually does in a kind of like you know that scene from Lost where the 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 hole breaches and somebody's just sucked right just out. Sucked out. Yeah. It's yeah. a little dramatic, and then she's uh-huh. falling and falling. She's like, oh, that's right, I'm a flying robot. <laughs> Immediately rectifies the situation. But again, does not need her car to transform. Ben. She can just do it now whenever. Her fucking carfin, Austin. Austin. Yeah. Yep. You can't you can't you can't get away from this. Um you say the word. You say the <laughs> you word. Fucking say it. Uh the rest of this episode until the Battle of the Bands is this sort of extreme cartoon nonsense where it's just a bunch of fighting with bad CG and bad sort of dialogue of you know, a little quippy dialogue. Uh, I, I don't know if I got anything out of it, but there is one no, sequence. No, the nonsense, nonsense is pretty bad. Yeah. There's one scene I want to talk about because it actually, like, I paused and I got really mad. I don't know why. There's so many things in this in this show that could make you mad if you think about them too hard. This was mine. So <laughs> there's, there's a line of dialogue. I'm going to say the dialogue first and we'll play the clip later. So it's uh, the, the, the bus is coming back to life and is about to attack them. And it's uh, it's Rev and Axel. And Rev says, look, busboy's back in gear. Axel responds, yeah, and he's definitely popped his clutch. And then 
over top of him while he's saying definitely plopped his popped his clutch. She responds, did you forget the bus? Let's get out of this subway. So here's my problems with this. He didn't forget about the bus. He's literally talking about the bus right now while you talk on top of him. They're not in a subway. They're explicitly in a factory. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with this. It script. also looked like an underground cavern. Yes, it's not. Yeah. It's in no way a subway. And this is the most important part. I'm going to play the clip now. This is how the dialogue plays out. Look, bus boy's back in gear. Yeah, he's definitely popped his clutch. Get the bus. Let's get out of this subway. Presumably that's done in editing to cut this scene for time. Like they were like, oh, we had all these lines and like, I st- like, uh, we'll just, we'll just do, you know, we'll cut this together and she'll end up talking over him. But this is all CG. There's no mouth movements. It's not, it's not live action shot with mouth moving where you have to like worry about ADR. No, it's just a, it's just a noise dump. They specifically designed these characters to not have mouths yes. so that they could save money. And so the only possible reason to have them talk over each other so egregiously is because they both wanted to save time and they needed, they were desperate not to cut that popped clutch <laughs> joke. And and it hurt me, it hurt me a lot. I, I don't understand why I got so upset about this, but it's just like, it, I, we, we mentioned that they talk over each other several times over the course of these episodes, but never has it been in like a plot relevant moment. And I was, I don't know. Where it's just noise coming it's from just mouthless, noise. Mo- right. mouthless characters. Yeah. Right. It it like has to be intentional because there's nothing, there's no, it's all post. It's all editing. There's people in a booth. Anyway, okay, I'm done. I'm stepping off my soapbox. We have to talk about the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they do I it. Mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the 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 justification seems pretty flimsy. The Dracula says he's going to eat them now, and th- and they say, "What about if what if we, what if we do a battle of the bands first? And Dracula says, "Okay, all right, um, yeah, I have nothing to lose because I'm going to eat them anyway, regardless of what happens." And then, so we, you might be thinking, if you haven't seen this yet, and you're you enjoy your life. Um, I would say so you might imagine it's like two people either dueling with guitars or with the same instrument or with a group of two bands and they they all well, they, sort of play they against each other. Well they this battle of the bands shit cuz it was, you know, the 90s and that and that was a hot topic. Uh-huh. They're doing the Devil Went Down to Georgia, so it's it's sort of it's all sort of lost in in the weeds here though because well uh I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of, because well, the, it's, it's not really a battle of the bands. It's a, yeah, nuke, it's, it's the battle off. of, a, of, it's the battle of a drum versus a battle of the guitar. Yeah, it's, it's it a one not, one and they're not even playing the same instrument. Yeah. So you're not, it's unclear what is, what is good or what is better. Cause it's like, yep, his apples beat your oranges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like. It's like a, a, a an eating contest, but somebody has a pie and somebody has hot dogs, and so it's like, oh well, he ate he ate more pie, but I don't know if that count like if that equated what the what the yeah. hot dog to pie ratio is, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's one point six, by the way. Um, notably, big brats. Notably, the heroes are the ones that actually cheat here because yeah. until this moment, they're still just doing the battle of the bands, like it's like it's you know. This is how they're going to solve their conflict. But then as if they'd all agreed on this plan ahead of time, one of them shouts now and Nuke throws a barrel at the guy and he stops playing guitar and they claim that they win. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real Donkey Kong rules shit. Like, well, and then they also hit a guy with a barrel and be like, we win. 
And then they also complained that the evil guys were gonna were gonna break their promise. Like, your whole plan was to cheat. <laughs> and they weren't even buying time for any specific reason, like somebody was trying to wiggle out of their cuffs or something. No. It, this is a- this is a completely fabricated uh, situation that they found themselves in. I yeah. think they wanted to they wanted to do the drums so that it could shake create like a cave in on the from the rocks, but I'm I'm a little unclear on the on the specifics of that. I am too. Yeah. I, I just wanna okay, I wanna go to the end, right? Because they yep. fuck it. They resolve whatever situation and they get back with the tour bus. They return the tour bus? How? Yeah, the, I don't. I don't know how they unvampired nice the tour bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's nice now because he lost because he got hit by a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> they they bring they bring back the a normal unvampiric tour bus to the band Star, who is enjoying their their you know ice lollies or whatever, Baked, bathed in post ice cream glow. <laughs> yeah, and then we have just another one of these incredibly clumsy sequences of um of just kind of whatever happening on camera yeah uh and it, like you can tell so the band walks up and you can tell either they were not camera ready or didn't have good voices uh because a lot of it is dubbed is very clearly dubbed over audio <laughs> uh but also there's just a bunch of reactions happening like there's a bunch of shtick that's supposedly happening like the girl is talking to one of the guys and they're they're talking the the teens are talking to the band members and they're giving weird I don't know the energy is weird and something's happening and I have no idea what's happening. Like is one guy flirting and the girl's like, Oh, I'm a fan, I'm not a fan. I'm Yeah, it's it's it everything there's like five intents and they're all clashing on top of each other and nobody was given clear instruction. Oh, not another fan. No, I'm not a fan. I- I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the kids who found your bus. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Jiggy Bay Baby Doll. Why, you little pussy roll. I mean, what'd you do? Wait to have breakfast before you decide to tell anyone? Gosh, come on, guys, let's go. See, actually, see, I was. Yeah, no, uh, how about just signing into uh, uh, the motivators, you know? Uh, uh, they can rock and board and they're wrong. Yeah! garage, man. Garage. Dudes, we got a six-hour ride to our next gig. How about an autograph photo? What we're supposed to take away from this moment is that the band Star are a bunch of standoffish pieces of shit, and they don't want to sign shit for their fans. Right. Uh, and but yeah, it's it's again, it feels improvised, and this was their best it, take. It, it super does. And it's as also, if, but there, there's, it, it's, oh, uh, here comes it's, Rory defending it. <laughs> well, I know. I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. This is another time where, like, th- the very real world they established is in such a different sort of bubble than the cartoon world that half the show takes place in. Mm-hmm. Where these guys couldn't be more annoyed how late they are because their their bus was stolen for several hours. And, and none of the kids were like, we brought your bus back. It was a bad monster. Mm-hmm. And we saved it. And we saved the tour. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you're very late because of our shenan- our vampire shenanigans. Because of your ice cream mistake. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was given extreme whiplash at the end of this scene because as the band star walks away and the kids are stunned, Rev does a full-on, like, 
head pop, neck action motion, and then a full talk to the hand. And 25 <laughs> years of my life disappeared, and I was <sighs> I was suddenly just <laughs> Oh, when again. you say it, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was I hated it. I hated it. It felt so bad. <laughs> well, did any of you also catch what looked like Nazi armbands on the the band leaving? Maybe no. I thought they were like stars. Like yeah, star they, bands. They're, they're stars, but the bands are red within a white circle, and then it's like a black star on it, and it just it, it you know it looked really it looked really bad for for several camera angles. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I didn't clock it. Uh, yeah. The very end of this episode, Dracula sings "Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star." Yeah, and then bails on it halfway through with the structure. Right. He he says, "Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, how I wonder where the motivators are, and then we shall see what rocks your world." <laughs> <laughs> Why is this happening? And it's 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 as ludicrous as it is, and this is this is a sort of this is set up as like an ominous, threatening moment. He's like yeah. standing, he's like standing a, a, against the sunrise or the sunset. I guess whichever one's scary for vampires. I guess they're both scary, but I guess maybe mm. sunrise is worse. Um, he should have sang uh, sunrise sunset. That would have been, <laughs> you know, from his from his layer, like sort of it, it visually, it appears to be that. Some kind of sort of scary villain speech. And the audio is a strange version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah, it feels like they were maybe going for like the the fucking, like a Jordan Peele vibe, like what he did with Five on it for the trailer for Us, where you take like a, a fun song and you make it scary. But, sure. But they do not stick that landing here. He's just a scary truck Dracula singing Twinkle Twinkle Little well, Star. In the first episode, we had them singing the beginning of Do You Hear What I Hear and then giving yeah. up. It's it's like, you think originally they were like, yeah, our song's going to be rock. Our, our show's going to be rocking. We're going to have like a bunch of licensed music tracks by like the Stones. Well, the studio just called your shows for four-year-olds now. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to get royalty-free Christmas songs and... Twinkle, twinkle, little star. And I guess my friend has a band. We can get them in. Star. Yeah, they you guys have heard some of star? Like, weird. They're playing at the Nazi bar down vibes, the road. But yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I need to debrief this in a wrap up. Yeah. Ten out of ten. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So I honestly thought there might be a discussion at this point about week okay. two of vampires, but it would oh, appear no. <laughs> I, I, I dramatically misread the temperature of the room. <laughs> I think no. I think this is a great novel one shot. I yeah. I I don't know that I could bring myself back to this place again. No, it, I could live here. <laughs> we gotta get get Rory one of those one of those carpets. He's gonna dive in the hood of a car and live with the trash man. Oh. I okay. Let's 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 talk about it. Let's let's do real talk here. This is not. The... I have told you my sincere opinion yeah, we... from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I I I'm not saying that I was in, insincere earlier. I okay, just mean like okay. like in. In the pantheon of 
shitty live action in the 90s that was like, you know, trying to do this sort of Sentai vibe, you know, like the combination. It's almost like, you know, like superhero group before superheroes were really in vogue, you know, because that's all that's all Power Rangers are doing. Right. I mean, they're it, it felt different, but in retrospect, they're superhero shows. And this is trying to do that as well. But I think maybe I can't come up with a sloppier example. Yeah, so I don't know. I have a serious soft spot for uh, now. I I have a soft spot for cartoons in a different way uh, because some of it I fell in love with at the right age, and some of it I, I sort of came back to with a, an, an extreme nostalgia and extreme love for the the weirdness that was going on, um, the sort of live action stuff that was going on between eleven a.m. and one p.m. Your <laughs> I, you know, did you guys ever watch like uh, Mutant X? No. <laughs> no. Uh, the, what about, what else was there? Andromeda, Sorbo, Sorbo's show. Yeah. Yeah. I watched you know, a bit all, of Andromeda. All, all, all this weird shit that was like, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what I want to say about it. it it's, it, these were shows that, uh, didn't know they were bad or didn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where where cartoons maybe were more earnestly made for the audience they were targeted to. <laughs> These sort of like if your show's on at noon on a Saturday and you and you you play a puppet, <laughs> I don't know to what degree you can feign uh legitimacy. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's there's also I, I I don't know the difference in budget between like just doing a cartoon rather than trying to do this live action fusion situation. But like it feels like it feels like it has to have cost too much in a way like live action compared to animation seems like it would be, you know, as long as you can d- get like a really lean shooting schedule and hire nobodies, like you can probably get away with some pretty small budgets, like a very tight budget. You know, you're basically just paying for the cameramen and stuff like, you know, the, you know, the, the talent was unionized. Right. But the, and, but with animation, animation takes fucking forever. And there's like, there's no way around a lot of that. But to make a choice to do both live action and to pay a CG studio to make what are actually, I would say, somewhat complicated CG sequences in this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. To do both of those things at the same time and yet to have a script that is so unfocused and feels very last minute uh-huh. seems odd. It's an odd marriage because yeah. even, even the Beetleborgs of the world, even the Xenas of the world feel like they had a competent shooting script walking over on, on the day what they filmed. And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm living somewhere between Austin and Rory right now where I'm thinking like, I think they probably knew more than, than that. The, 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 what am I trying to say? They I think they knew. Shit. Yeah. I, I think that they knew that what they were making was a bit ridiculous and they leaned into it pretty hard. And I think that, that a lot of it is pretty intentional, but I also think that they really truly didn't plan a lot of it. I would no, like to, sure. I would like to say that this is somehow ahead of its time, but it, mm. it really isn't. It really <laughs> is exactly when it was made and it failed to do anything uh, <laughs> when it was made, you know, like, well, I'm sure there will be better, more successful examples in the future of of merging. I mean, we know that merging CG and live action. I mean, the the 
you know. Oh God, the that ways Rescue in, Rangers movie that's coming out. That's going to be interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we should all go out and, you know, support the creator of vampires by buying some of those fancy masks they've got a patent for. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, just don't read any asterisks underneath all the claims they make. Yeah, it'd be fine. You ever seen Star Wars? They made that. <laughs> <laughs> any, fi- well, any, any parting thoughts? <laughs> I I think I think Vampires is worth a watch if you are extremely drunk or high. Yeah. Uh, and you just want to be carried away to another weird weird world for 20 to 45 minutes. And world where men are boys and boys are cars. <laughs> <laughs> where people are part teen part Carl hero. And um you know, I I don't think you'll want to watch any more than that. If you can even get through episode one, I'll be pretty impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Anything else? Are we, are we good? Uh, I, I, I find that my gas tank may be... Uh, empty? empty. <laughs> I, I've said what needs to be said. I've made my case. Okay, well, before <laughs> we go out and desiccate some innocent cars, uh, we'll have to see you next Tuesday.